0: From Walt Disney Pictures, he was the heir to a vast empire. This will all be mine? Everything the light touches. Until a treacherous plot cost him the throne. I will be king. But while his life may have changed, his destiny could never be denied. You are the one true king. I'm going back. Simba!
1: In the great tradition of Disney adventure.
0: The Lion King, rated G, exclusive engagements now playing starts June twenty fourth everywhere.
1: Welcome back to the show, old millennials remember movies. I am your host Angela Yoshiko here with my co-host Tyler Wilson.
0: Hi there, how's it going?
1: It is going great. Thank you for asking.
0: We're back in a cool house.
1: Oh my god! For like two weeks, mm. I learned that I am a lady of luxury. Yes, you are. I cannot live in a home without air conditioning.
0: Yes, it broke. And then we were getting some price checks. And luckily, we've solved that problem now by spending an ungodly amount of money. Thousands
1: thousands of fucking dollars to replace our air conditioner. Right. Our 20-year-old furnace. Right. Honestly, we should have just thrown in the shitty fucking uh, water heater.
0: Yeah, probably should have.
1: Probably should have. Now, looking back at that, they're already in here ripping stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why didn't we should have asked? well that them.
0: one has less uh dealing with the other one as much it was like one pipe so still like two pipes maybe anyway so we had
1: fans going all the windows open at night and i was too hot and too tired to record so like many a uh, podcast they always start out with well it's been a while <laughs> right it, it kind of makes me think of uh growing up and still today um when I journal, I'm always like, well, it's been nine months since I've journaled. Well, it hasn't been
0: nine months since we've podcasted. No, just a call weeks. it a s- little summer break. Yeah, no that's okay. Deal.
1: Plus, people just go back and listen, so they don't know it's been a couple of weeks. No, it doesn't matter. Okay, so we are going to talk about Lion King, and no, not the new Lion King. But yes, we are going to talk about the new Lion King after we talk about the old Lion King.
0: I saw the new Lion King. You did not. But we will stash that conversation until the end. Because it's hard to talk about the new Lion King without talking about the old Lion King. Right. And this is like the biggest... Is this the biggest movie we've done like in terms of like box office hit? I think so. I
1: mean, when I was looking at the box office numbers, it seemed pretty high. This is
0: like a big... This is a big one, right? This is a huge one. So So we're going
1: to talk about that um, after we talk about... Yep. So right now, (laughs) we are going to talk about what we've been watching recently. Well, in the last couple of weeks, we've watched a lot of stuff, but... We are going to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the latest Quentin Tarantino flick, yep. which you and I got to go to the theater together, got the old babysitter,
0: yeah, and, uh, which was nice.
1: Which was nice. And uh, yeah, what did you think, Tyler?
0: Well, I have uh, some mixed feelings about it, but you seemingly did not enjoy the two hours and 40 minutes in which we were sitting in that movie theater
1: i did not and i will fully disclose that for some reason i am not a fan of quentin tarantino right now i don't know all the reasons why i'm sure it's biased information but for some reason he's just irritating the shit out of me and i I haven't even like you fed me shit. I fed shit. you some information. Yeah. <laughs> you you need to acknowledge that when you prime me into not liking the director that I'm going to have like a chip on my shoulder for the but, whole movie. But
0: I don't I wouldn't say that I dislike him, so I don't know where you, you me. I've you given were... you information and you have put that in your brain and decided that you well, are not enjoying him. As a person. True.
1: And I've watched Not as a, couple, a filmmaker. I've watched a couple interviews with him. Mm-hmm. I don't like how he talks. I <laughs> I don't like his attitude. I don't like his energy. I just don't really like him. But he's a unique guy. He's a unique unique guy. And he's probably, you know, got some things going on, whatever. But uh, He's brilliant
0: in terms of his knowledge of cinema.
1: This That's movie I, I mean, I'll give him that. This movie felt Really long, and I I enjoy a long movie that keeps up with the pace because I feel like I'm getting a good my money's worth.
0: We just saw Midsummer, which I know a lot of people don't like, but that's two and a half hours, and you were uh, on your edge of the seat the whole time. I was. Yeah. So it's not the length necessarily. It's not
1: the length. Um, this movie felt like a bunch of different movies kind of smushed into one, with some really slow scenes. That look. I'm interested to go back and watch it, even though I wasn't a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um. To see, are the slow scenes good? I think so, because when I think of some of them, they're good. So I can't exactly pinpoint why I didn't like this movie.
0: I, th- I think that... You're, you're better at that. What you're pointing at is maybe... because well, Listen, I he's made several long movies, and I've in- enjoyed most of them, all of them. Uh, Hateful Eight is just as long as this one. I know a lot of people don't like Hateful Eight, and it's considered kind of one of his lower tier... But I really like that movie never feels long. I've watched it a few times. It doesn't ever feel long. Like, in, in scenes, they seem to end where they need to end. I would say that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to me, some of those same, the, some, some of the scenes felt shabby. Like, just like a little bit too loose. Like, they could have been tightened. Yeah. And which you will never do because now we're already talking about him releasing a four hour Netflix cut when it comes out.
1: No, thank you. Because
0: he's had, because he did that with The Hateful Lady except made a longer version which I don't think improved the movie at all but there it is. Uh, it's
1: self-indulgent.
0: Well, you could say that no, is probably say true. It.
1: I don't, it's not, I could say it. I did say it. I do say it. He is self-indulgent. He's there, like, was... look at me, look at my film, <laughs> look at my scene. Ooh.
0: I would say overall I would recommend Once Upon a Time in Hollywood though I had issues with it, but I am a a Tarantino viewer, at least on some of his movies where I warm up to them on multiple viewings. I felt very similar with this one as I did with when I first saw Django Unchained, which I also thought seemed like flabby and just like some scenes didn't seem to meld together. And I go back and I watch that and I, it clicks, it clicked together for me better the second time, third time. I really liked that movie. So I only
1: saw Django Unchained once. And I liked it the first time.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping... Well, yeah, okay. So, I mean, that...
1: So that's not how it worked for me.
0: There's some (laughs) amazing scenes in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: Yes, and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are fantastic.
0: They're great. And it's probably some of the best work they've ever done. I would point to three amazing scenes um, in this, extended sequences. One being a scene where Brad Pitt's character goes to the Spawn ranch, the former movie ranch, and mm-hmm. gets to encounter this Manson family culture. And it's quite tense, and it, it it feels much more like what you would expect from his kind of tight storytelling. Mm-hmm. But it's an extended sequence, and it goes on for a long time, but it never drags.
1: No, that felt good.
0: The other really second, the second really great scene to me is Leonardo DiCaprio plays an actor who's kind of having some issues as a guest spot on a Western. He flubs some lines, goes back to his trailer, and just, like...
1: Loses his shit.
0: Unloads on himself. And then, like, after this, builds himself back up to deliver. And then they show the entire scene of him, like, doing a better job on set. Brilliant. And it's all just just this huge one-man kind of performance by DiCaprio showing a lot of vulnerability. It's incredible.
1: And super memorable. When I think back to the movie, that is one of the scenes I remember. And gives me an appreciation for... Actors,
0: yes, and um, yeah, because you could. I mean, <laughs> you could argue. I mean, there's a there's a fun thing to do about that performance where he's like giving the performance in the show that's supposedly great. Like it's it's great for like what it is, right? Mm-hmm. But DiCaprio is giving us this whole thing so that it, it, it's good for that. But we're we're seeing the real performance of him like breaking down and doing it in between and him nailing it, mm-hmm. and you can see that in his performance that like he knows he's nailing that, like. The performance itself is not, like, brilliant in any way, but w- what we're seeing him nail is kind of the brilliance of the performance. Yeah. The third is the character of Sharon Tate going to see her own movie in a movie theater and watching... Um, I,
1: I agree that's a good scene. Yeah. and it because, doesn't feel like it needs to be in this movie.
0: Right. So, and that's where a lot of my issues come up with it, because I really loved that, and I, I like what Mar- Margot Robbie's doing with this character, uh with the limited time that she gets to do it because it's a scene where you get to really see her as a person enjoying you know her you know career moment that she's been able to be in this big movie and it's the footage is from actual Sharon Tate um, in the movie not Margot Robbie reenacting which this movie does a lot of it has Leonardo DiCaprio fake movies it has him inserted into things that you know he was maybe gonna almost be in but didn't so I love that scene with her (laughs) however I don't know I need him I I per, like I know what he's going for. He's trying to it's more of a performance of like a symbol of the time. It's a symbol of her. She's it's kind of what she represents and what she represents to him. Obviously, this is a very personal movie for Tarantino. He grew up in this area. Uh, you know, like it clearly she matters to him, right? And it's, it feels like a very revelatory uh perspective. To me, I don't know how that really works with the other stuff in the movie and i wanted to have her be either more involved or not involved at all because the way this movie ends it's two hours that i think are pretty good if a little bit i think there's some stuff that you could you could cut and tighten.
1: Cut it out.
0: The, the Pacino, Al Pacino shows up in the early part and he's going on and on about DiCaprio's career and it has good stuff in it, but it also just feels like, and this is an example all over the movie, of just like cut it a minute early. Get, like You can get out of this scene faster. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk of Brad Pitt driving around. I like all that. It's all about the music and stuff like that and kind of showing time and place. That stuff doesn't bother me. That's the lengthy stuff in the movie I, I rather enjoy. It. It's kind of a hangout type thing. And then the ending is the last 40 minutes or so takes a big shift, um, and it's very entertaining in its own right. Like, it does what you want a Tarantino movie to do, or at least what you expect a Tarantino movie to do. But I, to me, like, after it's over, I just felt like I it didn't connect with the movie we saw before. It just kind of felt like what he wanted us to do, what the audience wanted from him, so he gave it to us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, uh, so as much as I kind of had fun with that, I don't know, I think it kind of undermined, to me, the movie that came before it. So then it, um, gels as well as he kind of must think it does. And, and listen, there's a lot of people out there that love it. They love the ending, and they think it connects great. I have a feeling this movie will probably get multiple Oscar nominations, more power to it. I think Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt definitely should get They're nominated. Super good. I think this is the best work Brad Pitt's ever done. And that, so, I mean, I, to say that, and, knock the movie around a little bit is it's a little bit weird because there's so many good things about it but for whatever reason i i like kind of the last shot of the movie and what it's doing but to me i felt like the sharon tate stuff didn't connect with the other two characters in a way that seemed necessary or i don't know it rubbed me the wrong way a little bit too i in and maybe another viewing will make that better and I won't feel that way or all this will work the next time around and I'll kind of see why he needed this ending to give you what you had before. And so, hey, when it comes out on video, I will watch it again. But right now, I think it's a mixed bag. It's still better than a lot of things out there. I would still recommend it. But I know that you – I think you – I mean, you had said that you didn't know much about, um, you know, the actual real-life incidents that involved it, Um
1: No, so there's like a scene where they show him walking up and you're like, hey, hey, psst, Ange.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to tell you who it was. And and yeah, so... Charles Manson. Yeah, I mean... And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? I don't think that... So I mean, I think, I'm, maybe I think, I'm just stupid. I think the knowledge you have <laughs> is enough for the movie. The 1969 movie's going
1: for nine event. I'm born in
0: 1983,
1: <laughs> right? Well, and and they didn't teach this in history class. So and not a film I, I
0: think that you, yeah. I mean, I think that you already got things where you're not going to connect. Where he's obviously very connected. Yes, in this he's movie. like
1: having a hard on on this, all of this stuff, and, and the I'm feet. like, who the fuck is Sharon? And Tate?
0: the feet. You will. I mean, you knew in passing. No? Like, I
1: knew that Charles Manson was involved in a bunch of fucking murders. I've never. I'm not into this crime shit, man. It's disturbing. And speaking of disturbing shit, Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of Quentin Tarantino's violence against women in his movies. Yeah. So. I'm just not. Defend it. I'm not going
0: to defend it because. it's weird we I think we talked about this a little bit maybe like a week ago, I don't know,
1: in the car, yeah around.
0: there's some violence toward women in this movie that I think you could you could explain, and you could say like well, this' I mean, we don't need to get into all of it of what what exactly transpires, but I think that there are people out there that would easily just be like well this is this is these these are these people, and this is why this happens to them, and it happens to these male characters that are counterparts, so, you know, whatever, okay? And I'll say, fine. But when you start looking at some of his work, um, and, and again, I've always tried to frame it as like, well, he made a Kill Bill, which was, you know, very, you know, obviously Uma Thurman-centered, and it was about, you know, her arc and it so all the violence in that movie is framed through her del, you know giving out doling out all of that violence and it's yes it's against other women and all that so, and sometimes so i i washed it away the one thing that i always said was a lot of people have issues with the way that uh daisy Domergoo, goo <laughs> domingue gray uh of the hateful eight gets treated in that movie she gets punched and beaten up a lot by kurt russell's character And it was always weird to me, like, it happened in the theater when I saw it the first time, where she gets punched pretty severely by Kurt Russell before we really know much about this character. And, like, the audience I was with, like, laughed at it. And I think that... where So where does that come from? I think it comes from...
1: A celebration of beating up women. Well,
0: (laughs) right. But where does it come from? Because, in general, that's not a reaction that you'll see... In if you saw it in any other movie, if someone a woman got punched, you wouldn't necessarily react the way that those people did. Uh, Now, I'm saying Tarantino
1: movies are targeted towards shitty white males. (laughs) Okay, boom, I said it.
0: But what I was going to say was, is that it's (laughs) I mean, it's very I've seen the movie a few times now. It's very loud. Like the punch noise is like it's meant to call attention to itself it's meant to be like a jarring moment and some people laugh at jarring moments or some people just think that actual sound and the 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 poo pow boom like is the batman of the 60s like this is supposed to be kind of funny right so you see that but then i've always thought that the ending which i guess we're gonna spoil the ending of hateful eight i guess sorry the end, everybody's get, everybody gets viciously uh, killed in the hateful eight, right? Just viciously. The violence is over the top, horrible, as it always is. Uh, but there are, like, in the end, really just like three characters left. There's the uh, <laughs> Walton Goggins, uh, man from the South, who is, you know, he's a Southern, hates black people, right? Uh, uh, Confederate. And then Samuel L. Jackson, uh, who's a, you know, he was a freedom fighter. But also had committed some atrocities toward the Confederate, uh, soldiers and stuff like that. So these two people have hated each other and have been the most antagonistic throughout the entire movie. They're still barely alive. And how they decided to dispatch, uh, Daisy Domergue is in the most, like, painful manner possible. They actually hang her. And I know that the movie is about, like, you take her to the hangman, you gotta hang. But they revel in her death. Like, they watch her just get hung and they take pleasure in it, right? And I always – my interpretation of that was I think that's a very big, bold statement on American life in that even in a time when the Civil Civil War split these two people apart, but they managed to come together to hang a woman. And I think that's a a, – I think that to me it always read as Tarantino's statement on like how women are treated in – Every, you know, throughout culture and throughout history in this country. And then I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and things happened in that movie. And I'm not entirely sure that that theory holds up. That That's me reading into something that maybe he just likes the image of women getting smashed apart. I don't know. So I Because yeah. I, it's I now been my, a couple of these movies, you know? Yeah.
1: And my comment to you was basically, you have to be careful. If you're making a statement, there's a fine line between making a statement that discuss people or a statement that entertains people and i think tarantino likes to entertain which then doesn't you're just you're adding to the culture you're not challenging the culture you're just promoting it
0: i and the reason i say that is because i won't say much more about once upon a time in hollywood's ending but there is a female character uh that's not sharon tate uh that gets more violence committed to her than anybody else in probably, probably any of Tarantino's movies, really. Um, And it's played as a joke, kind of. It's played for laughs and it's played off of he's a so- previous joke with Brad Pitt's character who has maybe possibly killed his wife. Ha ha ha. ha ha ha. We know he's a serious dude because he maybe killed his wife and got away with it. Well, that's a weird joke. I mean, and it's a weird thing to frame the whole movie on. And there's a, about a hundred different ways that you can make this guy seem more formidable than... Pitting him against the one of the few minorities in the movie, and by maybe possibly killing the other another woman in the movie, I'm just saying Mm -hmm. it it just reads weird when you start thinking about these other pieces. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, listen, we it could just I could be totally off base. It just to me it made me uncomfortable a little bit in the movie. Yeah, I didn't love it. Yeah, so I was not
1: entertained. Now, when there may have possibly been a flamethrower involved, <laughs> I was entertained.
0: But see, that was another... But see, that again, that was another... Oh, anyway. I know. It's a weird situation. Why are you entertaining situation. me
1: with this bullshit?
0: And it's, it's... The
1: number one risk to women in America is white men. Yeah. So Tarantino, like, fucking lay off a little bit.
0: And then you go back to, like, Django, and you think about how Carrie... You know, I think Carrie Washington's character obviously goes through some horrible things, but we mostly see the violence committed toward Jen- yeah i don't know it's hard to draw a conclusion right now i right just now, thinking spot, oh, of his yeah. last two movies it's just it's a thing that sticks out and you're just like okay and then it comes to the with it, you combine that with the story of him possibly being a little bit uh reckless on the set of kill bill and told uma thurman to get in a car and she didn't want to get in the car cuz it seemed rickety and then she wrecks the car And then they don't speak for 10 years or however it was. And then you put all these things together and you put all the thing together about him knowing about Harvey Weinstein and being like, well, I felt bad about it, but I couldn't say anything. Because you're a piece of shit. These are all little pieces that you start putting together. And is that fair to the movie? Maybe not. And is it fair to Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are giving in two of their best performances? No. Is Tarantino a brilliant director? Yes. But these are all the things that you think about when you put it all in a pot.
1: And that's why he irritates me, because I think he's a self-indulgent little prick.
0: Yeah, kind of like some it's, of his movies. I
1: think it just comes back to that conversation you and I have. Can you separate an individual's actions and behaviors from their art? Is their art damaged by them? Well,
0: I don't know. Right now, he's the movie's a hit, and it's going to have Oscar nominations, mm-hmm. and no one seems to care that he might have known a little bit about Harvey Weinstein, and maybe he didn't. Who knows? He wasn't, I mean, I don't know, whatever. So...
1: What I'm hearing you say is that you will go back and enjoy a bunch of Kevin Spacey movies.
0: Uh, no, we haven't. I haven't. You know what's funny? I haven't even watched... I have not watched one Kevin Spacey movie since that news broke. That is
1: I know. impressive
0: because I've watched a lot of movies and I re, we've re-watched movies here. And we have not come across Kevin... We haven't done a Kevin Spacey for this and I haven't rewatched any... I kind of wanted to do the negotiator when we were doing like those. We did the long kiss night instead, but mm-hmm. we were going to have to wrestle with that because that's that's Kevin's prime Kevin Can Spacey. You
1: separate the art from the criminal.
0: I don't know. It depends. Quentin Tarantino was not a. Let's be clear. Has not been. Kevin Spacey is though. well. Yes, I'm just saying, but that's a little bit different.
1: Can you separate the art from the prickness?
0: It depends the on the prickness. Depends on the prick. It sounds like. It depends on the crime, and it depends on a lot of things. I don't know the answer to the Kevin Spacey thing because I have not been able to even like sit down and watch.
1: You know what I think is great huh. is that we were talking about this topic before we talk about 1994 <laughs> children's animated movie. The Lion King.
0: Well, if the air conditioning hadn't gone out, we would have been able to probably separate those uh, movies into different uh, things. Yes. The Lion King.
1: Shall we talk about The Lion King? Yeah. Okay, so we are going to talk about The Lion King here. 1994 The Lion King. Yes. The Lion King. Shall we give some high stats? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Type in our spot here so I can uh, tell people where to jump to. Uh, What am I talking about? The Lion King.
0: 1994. It was a huge hit. Huge hit. Two directors, it Rob. Was rated, Clemens, it was rated G. Rated G. Rob Clements and something Musker are my directors.
1: Well, first all, I'll say it came out in on June 24th.
0: Summer release.
1: 1994. The directors were Roger Allers, oh. and Rob Minkoff.
0: Well, the other guys were ra- songwriters. And written
1: by Irene Mechie, Jonathan
0: Roberts. Give me the songwriters. Well, it was Stars- Elton John and Tim Rice. I got okay. these guys wrong. Those are like other guys you from other movies. Fucked them those are other Disney, you know, one of those other guys. Okay.
1: Um, how much do you think it took to make this movie?
0: Well, at the time, I mean, it was a probably, this was a big project. This was right in the height of the kind of Disney animation, revol- like, new revolution, new renaissance era, right? Yep. So they committed money to it. A $100 much? million. Dollars. No. Less? Oh,
1: 45 million.
0: That's, I bet you it was way more than that, but okay.
1: Um it grossed in the US three hundred and twelve million. Huge. The cumulative now tell me what does it mean cumulative? Well like there's been mul- counting?
0: there's been multiple releases. There and it's probably counting worldwide grosses.
1: Yep, so it says cumulative worldwide gross. Right. And then there's a date at the end that says November twenty thirteen. So yeah, like so there was re-head? probably a re-release, yeah. Okay. Um, 987 million fucking dollars.
0: So, and if you were to adjust that for inflation, it's well over the billion dollar club. Holy shit. all these other shit. Disney movies have now. Disney now, basically, if Disney makes a movie that doesn't make a billion dollars, it's considered, like, not a great hit. Wow. The Avengers Endgame broke the record, well, without adjusted for inflation, that, Avengers, uh, that Avatar had. It's like 2.8 billion.
1: Holy but shit. But,
0: again... It probably still is behind in terms of actual ticket sales because there is inflation even from whenever Avatar came out. But yeah, 90, 1994 bucks, I mean, that's a huge amount of money.
1: 312 million. That in Jurassic Park made so much money. Million.
0: Yeah, huge. Oh
1: my God. Give so, me some of that Lion King money.
0: Now, there's a lot of, as with most people I would imagine of our age, there's a lot of history with the Lion King. Can you tell me if you remember when you saw this? Did you see it in the theaters? Any of that?
1: So usually we have a little segment called "What Do You Remember," right? Where we sit down and we write about what we remembered about the plot
0: for like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah.
1: we didn't write anything. Be- but today, as I was looking at my ro- notes, I just wrote, "It's The Lion King." Come well, right,
0: we—that's the yeah. We don't need yeah. to like we'll be like we all know it so well. Yeah, right.
1: I have a shitty memory mm-hmm. of. Uh, Everything. So if you're a long-time listener, you know I never fucking remember anything. And yet? And yet, I know I don't actually remember. I remember I remember that I saw this movie in the movie theater. Okay. I remember that Auntie Peggy took us in the summer, okay. which kind of checks but out. But you know the
0: movie. My point is is that you remember uh, the movie. I've seen
1: the movie. Yeah. Bought, had the... The we?
0: clamshell VHS? I'm sure you yeah. did. Everybody did, right? I don't
1: know if we did.
0: Oh, your but your aunt did. Peggy did.
1: Oh, yeah. Peggy and Cindy definitely did. Yeah. Um, Watched it a bunch. And it was one of the ones I... Early, like, we didn't go to the theater a bunch, but I remember that was one of the ones we definitely went to the theater for.
0: This was a big deal. It was a huge hit, and I think more so than, yes, Beauty and the Beast got like a Best Picture nomination. Yes, there was A Little Mermaid and Aladdin, all these things have been hit, but The Lion King felt different culturally, right? It was like prestige, like, people who were not kids were going. It was like, because it's a grand Shakespearean story, right? And so it was just – I remember it just being everywhere and just being so prevalent in the culture. As a kid, you'd hear just adults talking about it and all that, and it would be on the TV more than you would expect other movies to be. I saw it uh, with my parents uh, first. I saw it again, I think, in Wisconsin with my cousins because it was a summer movie we went there. And I know I told the story in the podcast before. I saw it a third time when my parents went to go see – Clear and Present Danger, <laughs> and I was in the theater next door. I spent the first 20 minutes in Clear and Present Danger, went over to when The Lion King started. My dad comes in about 20 minutes later, says Clear and Present Danger shut, shut like broke, so they're going to True Lies, which was R-rated, versus the Clear and Present Danger's PC-13. Lion King movie wraps up in prompt 90 minutes, and I'm sitting on the floor for a, a full hour of Arnold Schwarzenegger and True Lies.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's what I remember about the movie-going experience, and then, yeah, we got the clamshell we watched, watched the shit out of it. All the fuck. I time. even remember how excited I was for when they finally, because you know Disney and their bullshit vault, right? The
1: vault. God, you can only vault. buy this movie once every seven goddamn years. Which,
0: by the way, do you think that their new streaming thing is going to like? Oh, we're putting everything on there. We're not no. going to have the no. They're they're cycling. Yeah. They're going to do all you that same shit that they're once always doing
1: every seven years.
0: Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I remember when the DVD came out and we were together and I was like, or I think, well, I don't know if we were together when it was, no, 2000. Yeah, maybe. I was pretty excited about getting that DVD because it was like a box that I looked at the DVD when we put this on. It's like they were so excited about bonus features. I missed the days of just like these studios being super excited about bonus features. Because
1: oh, yeah. it was like a tree October, of life. 2003.
0: It was a tree of life panorama, it, a, a opening flap on your slip sleeve. Oh,
1: I'm having memories of you buying this. And TV. it was like
0: all the branches of like different categories of all the special features. It was amazing. It was just like the epitome of like great special features. Criterion Collection wishes they had features like, I mean, I'm not dissing them. I'm just saying that like it was they put money and effort into this. Uh, DVD, right? And so, yeah, this was a big movie for me. I've always loved it. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Uh, and we watched it with our kids. Mm -hmm. And about five minutes in, I think I at least said to myself, I was like, oh, this is like one of my favorite movies ever. Like, it's (laughs) just so good. Like, everything about it to me represents, uh, like loving movies as a kid. And it still holds up as a great movie now. And so, I just love it. It's one of my, yeah, it's in a handful of, I don't think it's in my top 10 movies of all time, but it might be in the top 20. Mm. That's how much I love The Lion King, right? Now, you, I think even later, because this spawned, I mean, it's such a phenomenon. It did spawn a Broadway show. And I believe you saw the Broadway show. Yeah,
1: I was... You know, you mentioned that tonight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, I did. That's right. I don't remember... You saw
0: it in New York.
1: No. Did I see it in New York? You
0: said you saw it in New York. Okay,
1: because we saw Phantom of the Opera. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we also saw that... Yeah. Or did I see that in Vegas or something?
0: In a traveling show maybe? You didn't go to Vegas to see that. You saw something else in Vegas. No, I mean
1: in Vegas when I was in high school. I saw it in high school.
0: You saw it in high school. I know you said that. But yeah. I can't remember if you saw that. I think you might have seen two shows in this high school. This is what's
1: happening. That was 18 fucking years ago and I can't remember.
0: I think you saw two shows when you went to New York. I, I feel think like you I saw need the Family Opera,
1: Tracy or let's see who went I don't to, think it was
0: touring by then. So you went to New York in me,
1: sophomore you, year of high school, so what two ninety nine?
0: I don't think he was traveling at that point, so you must have seen it in New York. You would think.
1: Anyway, I don't know. this
0: is this is not going to help my next question, which is, do you remember much about that production? I do. Oh, okay. it was really really good. So, what is it about? Now, I remember going to Disney World. When I was, uh... Because
1: you so fancy. Oh,
0: whatever you went to. I've never never been to New York City, but okay. I went to New York for a debate trip. That's fun.
1: Oh, debate. That's
0: fun. My parents <laughs> wouldn't let me do that. Mock uh, trial. I wasn't on debate.
1: Mock trial with Jay
0: Reinhold. There you go. That's a good Judge for, uh,
1: What was it?
0: Mock, mock trial with Jay Reinhold. That's an yeah. Arrested Development. Yeah, uh, you're pull.
1: welcome. Boom.
0: Like, Like a good Arrested Development. Not Netflix, Netflix Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah, come on. Boom. Okay, um... So I saw, like, they did at Disney World when I was, like, high school, they did, like a, like, a 20-minute version that you could go see a show of, and it was, like, elements of the Broadway show, the dancers and all that stuff, and it was really cool, but I, to me, it was always like, well, oh, I saw that, and I saw the movie, I'm good with the Broadway version, but it, what else, is it the same story exactly, Are is there new music, what is it exactly that's different?
1: <laughs> and I thinking, this is awesome. Okay, and I was still in band and still had this dream of like someday I'm gonna be a part of a symphony on Broadway and I'm gonna play in the orchestral pit. Okay, so I was super into the music and the whole production. It isn't impressive, but Lion King's got a lot of good songs. Although some would argue it only has two good songs.
0: Who would argue that?
1: Uh, Roger Ebert would argue that.
0: It's outrageous.
1: He's a jerk.
0: It's outrageous. He's dead,
1: but he's a jerk.
0: It's outrageous. It's a, it's, they're five for five in that movie, nope. in my he opinion. only
1: thought Circle of Life and Hakuna, Hakuna Matata.
0: Hakuna? Okay, we'll get to Hakuna Matata in a little bit, but uh, Hakuna Matata is like the worst song in the movie. Ain't no worries. Mostly because of how prevailing it was. They were air, They were running that shit on, like, pop radio. Not okay. No Hakuna Matata hey, on my pop have radio. I a question for you. Yeah.
1: Can you feel the love tonight?
0: I can feel the love tonight. Can you? hmm
1: We put that song on some sort of CD. Yeah. Our anniversary CD. I think it was on wedding our wedding
0: CD. CD. We made wedding yeah. CDs. That was back when back you made in the CDs. Day,
1: when you'd record
0: a mixed CD. It was like a little wedding favor. We just gave yeah. people that. Yeah. We back put in them out 2006.
1: Instead of like a bag of M&Ms or some Pinterest thing nowadays. Yeah. We burned a CD, a personalized CD with love songs. And
0: people had CD, well, love songs and just like stuff that we liked. Love songs. Yeah. And his CDs, that's you see back in the day. People would put CDs in their car CD and you could play that on the way home. CD
1: compact disc. Yeah.
0: A fun fact, I still, I prefer listening to compact discs in my car versus turning on an MP3 player. Unless yeah. it's my Zune.
1: Zune. I just found that the other day on the floor. Do did you, you? Do you want to charge that up for our trip this week?
0: I don't think it would last more than like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what what's it's on that thing? It's probably loaded. I know. It held like 200 songs.
1: We did recently get rid of the uh, desktop Oh yeah, which I know that you and I had this like dream that one day we would plug it in and get all oh, the music off. There's so much, but music I'm pretty on there. certain that after 15 years, a desktop that's been sitting in a 120 degree garage probably doesn't work.
0: It. I mean, maybe. I mean, that's that computer's gone.
1: Oh, and you know what? We definitely <laughs> didn't follow the computer protocol of wiping it. Or Why did you break? We the... were just like, go to the dump. See you later. All of our personal information's out there in the dump somewhere. Our
0: personal information when we were in college when we had yes. no money. Yeah, Oh, great, enjoy all our, it.
1: All our dial-up codes.
0: Oh yeah, if you <laughs> need to get on our AOL dial-up. You'd have to. You get we our did code have now.
1: Dial-up sophomore year. Yeah,
0: we sure did. Um, yeah. So what were we talking about? Can you feel the Songs, love tonight? You mentioned
1: music, it. Lion King music. Oh, are you
0: gonna do what would Roger say now? Because you've already brought it up. Sure. What would Roger say? say.
1: So this is the segment where we. Go back to Roger Ebert's review Mm -hmm. if he did it. Oh, apparently I should have planned ahead. Apparently Roger and Siskel. No, never mind. That's the next movie we're going to talk about. Oh, my. Next podcast. Okay. Stay tuned or check out the next podcast where we are going to play a clip. A famous clip.
0: I've seen that clip. Have you really? I know what you're talking about.
1: Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah, let's so this is where we talk about Roger Ebert. So what's your guess? How many stars out of four did Mr. Ebert give it?
0: Well now that he said he only likes two of the songs, I'm gonna have to say three and a half stars, not four.
1: Oh, he did give it three and a half. I thought that was a good It's a dead giveaway
0: though that he didn't give it four, that he only liked two of the songs.
1: Yep. He did talk about how he really liked the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a darker kind of movie. It
0: definitely is. We'll talk about that specifically in a little bit.
1: This was the first movie that wasn't based on another story. Mm,
0: we'll also talk about that. <laughs>
1: oh. Will <really>? we? <laughs> yeah. Other than like the Hamlet. He's like, what did he say? I could probably read it, but now I've. I've oh. Mm hmm. He says The Lion King is the first Disney animated feature not based on an existing story. In another sense, it is based on half the stories in classical mythology. True. Uh huh Mm mm-hmm
0: pr oh the pr machine that that is disney did a good job on on him telling him it was an original story that's all i'll say
1: well okay (laughs) oh and beyond the let's see blah 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 you want me to talk about the songs i do i want to hear that part and beyond the gently rolling plans of the great plans i feel like i should say planes Of the Great Savannah lies a wasteland of bones and ashes. Some of the musical comedy numbers break the mood. Although with the exception of Circle of Life and Hakuna Matata, the songs in The Lion King are not as memorable as those in Mermaid and Beauty. Basically, what we have here is a drama with comedy occasionally lifting the mood. The result is surprising seriousness. This isn't the mindless romp with cute animals that the ads might lead you to expect. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Right, so he's dissing on Elton John. Ooh.
1: Well, I guess Elton John beat him on that because he's still alive.
0: Oh wow! you're really just going to play that card, huh? Bam! I I love all the songs in the movie. um I All the songs? I do love all the songs. You love Hakuna movie. Matata? I do we love it. I do like. I mean, I do in that it's. I like the. Uh, I don't like the Hakuna. It got too played, right? Even in Toy Story, the first Toy Story. There's a, there's a moment where, like, the baby is, like, listening to a song in the car, and it's Hakuna Matata, and he, she can see uh, Buzz and Woody, like, dangling outside the mirror or whatever. That's mm-hmm. how prevalent Hakuna Matata was. You raising your hand.
1: Um, You bring up Toy Story reminded me of another thing he said in this, which I think is interesting. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Sure. It says, the early Disney cartoons were, of course, painstakingly animated by hand. There's been a lot of talk recently about computerized animation, as if... A computer program could somehow create a movie. Not so.
0: Wow, He's really put his land in the sand there, huh? Uh, you're wrong. Well, <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> or he's easy. wrong
0: and he's right. I mean, he was definitely. I mean, I think he was definitely wrong when it came to Pixar coming around and like animating. You
1: were going to talk about this in the New Line King because, as he says here. Um, human animators are responsible for the remarkably convincing portrayals of Scar and the other major characters who somehow combine human and animal body language.
0: Right. Well, I think, to be fair, computer animation is also people working really hard to convey those emotions as well. Yeah, it's, <laughs> instead of using a pen, they're right. using a computer. So. I, I think that that kind of speaks to his core misunderstanding of what a computer is doing specifically in making Toy Story. I think he, he, he thinks old. it's like, well, we're going to just put this. We're going to say well, make Peter's going to do boop, it. It's not how it works. There's definitely some work involved there. So that was
1: back in 94. Oh, we that's had cute. Dialogue. He had
0: no idea. I uh, did
1: see this, though. Uh-huh. Uh, but computers did assist with several remarkable sequences, including the Wildebeest. a stampede in which a yeah. herd seems to flow past the camera. You
0: can kind of tell. It, the movement of it uh, is f- fluid in a way that traditional animation does not... Uh, Cannot it, it sticks off. out, I think, a little bit. I, I think it looks good just because of what it's doing and how they use it. But, yeah, they used more of that in, later of, in more of their later um, traditional animation movies, too. That's so tell me swing. more.
1: This is not an original story. So
0: there is... Uh, if you look up... Uh, I think it's called Kimba... Which is, sounds an awful lot like their character of Simba in the movie,
1: Kimba the White Lion. Yep,
0: Kimba the White Lion is uh, an old is a comic, or it was a story, and it became a, a movie. In is it in Japan? Um, yes, was very popular there. Uh, they made a movie, but it was pretty much like ba- blocked from ever coming out in this country. And it has several similarities to The Lion King. The people that made The Lion King, of course, claim that they. We're not aware of this. Well, uh...
1: Disney's clearly blocking me from searching it because it just says the site can't be reached. All I did was Google.
0: Just say Kimba versus Lion King. I tried. K. K.
1: I found it.
0: Did you, did you lose your internet connection? Probably. <laughs> I prefer
1: to believe that Disney.
0: They heard you were going to block it. Yeah. It's
1: fucking hacking. It's a pretty our big controversy. Connection.
0: You can read all about it um, better I can't. than us.
1: Actually, I can't because seriously.
0: Oh yeah, you have an internet connection issue. Yeah,
1: Disney's like, "Hey, fuck you."
0: We know what you're bud. talking about. You don't know anything about it. Well, anyway, they're
1: yeah, they're probably gonna crash our whole podcast.
0: Listen, uh, they probably knew. <laughs> Let's just say that
1: it's a well. I mean, there is the argument. Somebody for the probably zeitgeist yeah that you know people do. I think anything. it was around
0: well before it though.
1: Well, we can't verify that now, can we? Because <laughs> Disney broke my internet. They broke
0: your internet, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, um, though. I don't want to talk about that that much because obviously it makes, I mean, to me, <laughs> doesn't matter. I know the Lion King, so it's like, well, I, yeah, I get that. And I, you know, maybe one day they can finally add, like, they added uh, names to, like, Batman when he was created. Now, you know, it's, it's not just like Bob Kane, there's another name there. And yeah. All Stan is Lee has rip obviously ripped some shit off or wrote some people and they'd add some Ooh, people.
1: Be careful, Tyler. People love him.
0: He's dead too. Um, You're yeah, dead. And you uh, stole some shit. I mean, you know it. He probably stole some shit. Um, and so, you know, there's cre- You know, hey, if one day they can go ahead and, like, say, like, yeah, we did it, let's put the credit on there, give them some money, fine. Okay. It doesn't take away from the movie. Okay. To me. Next topic. Um, I love this movie. Oh, my God. From the first...
1: Why don't you get a big, big one for it?
0: From the first opening scene of The Sun coming up, I mean, the music is incredibly power, powerful.
1: I'd play, but I don't want to... You're afraid get, of like, Disney now, aren't you? Disney Oh, yeah, they're going to
0: come after Smack you for this. We're, we're praising the movie. Are we? Yeah. We may not be praising another version of Lion King, but we're praising this movie. Oh,
1: yeah, I forgot you were going to talk about that one.
0: Um, so I just... Yeah, everything about this, the music is, it's Han, it's Han Zimmer's score. It's, uh, it's incredible. And I think the animation in this is just so vibrant and, and it's colorful, but also felt like, like a real story. We were here, these talking animals, but it felt different when you saw it, right? That darkness definitely comes through. Obviously, in, in what happens to Mufasa and the treachery that goes on between Scar and Simba. And you know that whole Hamlet, you know that whole Shakespearean uh, thing. I mean, it just felt heavy. Now, do you remember like bawling your eyes out when Mufasa died when he in the theater? Because I do. I remember being oh, you've always been a crier. Very huh? sad when that happened, and just shocked and like I think out of sorts because um, it's like on screen, like he's there, he's laying lifeless. He's
1: laying lifeless, and then Simba's like dad and then you're like oh my god is that oh my god oh you gotta
0: get god. up dad you gotta get up and he yeah. won't get up and he nudges himself yeah. under the it's paw fucked up very
1: oh fucked my up god scene.
0: it's insane and then to have like scar come in after that and kind of twist the knife and like what have you done and it barely gives you that time because then it's like he he you know he he runs like you know he, he says he need to run away and never return and then he six the hyenas on him. he goes kill him which is these words you we know, don't you know i mean this it was so it was so much more intense, right, mm-hmm. and this is kind of after we got like this rollicking scene of like just can't wait to be king, which is I think uh a, an amazing sequence of I think it's a great song for one and two, it's just so colorful and bright and and it, it makes use of the animation and, and it it stretches kind of the reality of the movie, sure, but it's a like a fantasy sequence right love that but then yeah we get this elephant i mean there's every scene in the movie is perfect um <laughs> i want to talk to you about uh there's no point of going everybody knows this movie i don't think we need to run through a lot of what happens other than i think that it's an amazing setup with the father-son relationship uh told in very short i mean it's told very quickly too it's like spend some time with dad we get in trouble I have to get a talking to, but it turns into what I love about that scene where he's, like, in trouble after going to the elephant graveyard. Mm-hmm. He's, like, he sends uh, Zazu, the bird, and Nala back home, and it seems like he's getting in horrible trouble. And he just basically says, like, I was afraid because I was losing. I know that you think that you're being brave, but I'm, he's, like, I'm, you know, I want to be brave like you. It's, like, I am brave when I need to be, but when you were gone, I was scared, and it turns into this very tender scene. Mm-hmm. And then they share some great moments and they talk about the stars and the kings of the past and the stars, which leads into my favorite scene in the movie, which we'll talk about in a sure. little bit.
1: Everyone's favorite scene. Um
0: Yeah. It, and it's just so emotive in the animation. It, it, it It's it's great. It's just them at the peak of their powers. And then – so then I want to ask you a question, though. So we get this 45 minutes of – uh It's a pretty, you know, once it's, he gets run out of town, basically. Uh, we run into, uh, Pumbaa and Timon. And what did, did did you, do you like these characters? Because it seems like, you're shaking your head. No, you don't like Pumbaa and Timon. No. Tell me why.
1: I, Maybe I'm just, like, a serious... I was just, like, a really serious kid who didn't, like, bullshit, wacky shit.
0: You just didn't enjoy the just nonsense? Just fucking
1: get to, like, the good stuff. You know what it probably is? Hmm. I was just a really dark child. Oh. I was like, let's get to this death drama, the meaning of life. And you know what? It's kind of... Kind of what I like now. I don't, I don't like slapstick. I don't, I don't like, <laughs> I don't
0: think anybody would cop to admitting that, but
1: I I don't like things that are a little bit too goofy. I'd rather something be really like dark and serious, but then like, there's a lot of growth and someone learning these two. It's like a comedic relief that just is, goes on too fucking long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you can't sanction their nonsense is what you're saying.
1: Hakuna Matata, fuck off. That is not a good lesson. Well, obviously. it's not, but it- so that, I think knowing But that, it's not I think after watching it the first time I was like this fucking this is bullshit. He shouldn't be here.
0: It was what he needed right then to um you know, heal. It was but
1: escape. It, it was like to avoid for a long fucking time. Well, how fast do lions I mean, grow up <laughs> in in the movie it's like one nice walk across like, the log. La, 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 <laughs>
0: It's in the but middle I mean, of the song. I mean,
1: JTT becomes what's his name? Jonathan Taylor
0: Thomas was the voice of uh, Young Simba.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he does not sing, uh, which I always thought he did, and I was like, he's so talented because I was like a Jonathan Taylor. I was a Home Improvement fan like crazy, and I like John. Randy was the best on Home Improvement.
1: I can just only take so many like fart jokes.
0: There's a few fart jokes. There's a. It's lot right of fart in the jokes. song. When he was a young warthog, he found he- I hate that song. Savannah lacked a certain I hate appeal. That part of the song. He could clear the savannah after every meal. He's a sensitive soul anyway garbage you don't like you
1: like them though so let's hear hear your take yeah i
0: think they're funny and i like nathan (laughs) i think think nathan lane is especially funny and lively and i enjoy it i'm sorry i do i think it's a a fun you need it you need it in this movie you need to lift it up from the freaking bowels of the earth after what happens in this movie but
1: it's not a true lift up
0: it's enough to kind of get the movie going and where it needs to be and it gives him a conflict to to can it gives him a reason to maybe try to avoid things right Like, the good life. Don't think about it. Don't worry about it. This is great. You don't have to think about the terrible things that happened to you. And he needs that push, right? The movie doesn't work unless there's some kind of conflict from him returning, right? He has to go back. That's more of the the journey than actually facing down Scar.
1: I think Lion King really laid down some life philosophy in my soul. Yeah. And I think I learned the lesson in Lion King, and therefore...
0: uh... So you just can't sanction it now. You're Mm -mm. just like, nope, I can't... uh, you don't want to put up with it. You're like, no, you just need to go back.
1: I just want to <laughs> fast forward to the part where he goes back.
0: I think the last part is really good. So, I mean, I don't blame you for wanting that. I don't but mind I them he's...
1: in the later scenes. I just don't like that one scene.
0: I, uh, You don't like when they sing the In the Jungle, The Lion Sleeps Tonight?
1: I, I mean, I like that song.
0: Uh-huh. And when he goes off into a wee, and then it like they get chased by Nala, adult Nala. I Come probably, on, it's funny. I
1: probably dislike them less than I dislike the idea of them.
0: It's a comedic break. They it's need the it. The
1: idea of them irritates the shit out of me. But what actually, about when, when he, I'm watching it, it's fine. What
0: about when at the end when uh, Timon is doing his little hula dance to get uh, oh. distract the hyenas?
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's funny because I mean, they're if great you're characters. 10, it's funny now. I laughed when we watched it this time. You
1: know what, babe? What I'm discovering with this uh, venture into old millennials remember movies uh-huh. is that your bar is like real fucking low on My a lot of these movies. My bar
0: is not low. Are you, you're, you're criticizing the Lion King of all movies about being a bar being low. It's like the quintessential I mean, Disney animated your bar, movie.
1: Your bar for like comedies in the 90s those
0: characters are legitimately funny they are funnier they are objectively funny characters that are funny in the lion king and are about the only highlight of the new lion king by the way because they're still okay. funny
1: so another thing i'll admit is that i'm pretty um moody so i bet in a year when we watch this again i'll be like these are like the best characters ever
0: they're great characters
1: it could just be that they i don't know they're just irritating me right now and i don't know why
0: that's a, well. It was a a little while when we watched the movie, and you seemed irritated when they're on screen. Okay, and that's why um, I brought it up.
1: <laughs> um, I have just watched this movie like two years ago.
0: What Lion King? Yes. Oh, is that why? Well, you're just you like... were
1: working, and I was watching it with the kids, ah. and the kids were fucking annoying, and they're like, "This, I don't like this movie." And now, two Well, years they were later, too young
0: for it. Most obviously. of those kids were too young. I think they were. I don't know if they they didn't like laugh through it like uh, Aladdin when we showed them Aladdin mm-hmm. because like, well for one it's just like there's less moments of comedy right mm-hmm. um, they were and they were intensely watching it though although not I'm very emotional when the dad died and that worried me
1: they're like <laughs> well fuck this guy where's the mom
0: yeah I'm like where's the mom mom's probably all you need I'm just like well, what are you guys gonna do if. uh... I get killed or something. I just like. I don't think I said that. That seems a little harsh. But
1: they are pretty young. We were ten when we first watched this. They're four, six, and eight. So yeah, little bit young to register. And our oldest, Marion, does like to avoid painful. Oh, she emotions. wasn't even watching
0: that scene. So <laughs> she
1: was like, she. I think she remembered it from the last time. She was like, nah, I don't. even She was that. like coloring
0: conspicuously during that very moment. Yeah. Um. I do want to talk about uh. Jeremy Irons.
1: He's so good.
0: He's my—I I said this to you the other day. Like it's a tie, and you wonder why it's a tie with this other thing. But I—it's one of—it's my favorite Disney villain besides Cruella De Vil, which I think is just a fun, great villain. But uh, I love the Scar character, and it's a lot of how he's animated alongside Jeremy Irons' performance. It's incredible. Just—it's just. Rock it's solid. just the perfect kind of nefarious. It's it's the
1: swagger, the tone. His even well, you hate him, but you never face. want him
0: off screen. You just want to stay in that character. His betrayal of Mufasa on the wildebeest stampede is an incredible bit of like visual acting, like in the animation. It's mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. That's what you should teach when it comes to like, hey, you want to be good at animation. This is the scene. Yeah. The facial. The facial. uh the reaction of him, of Mufasa realizing what he's doing, and just the anger and the hate in Scar's face—it's incredible. And I think he has the best song in "Be Prepared," which I think maybe people don't like it's as underrated. much.
1: Underrated. It's just underrated.
0: I love it because it's just him doing a scene with the. I like. I like the hyenas. I like Whoopi Goldberg. I like Cheech actually. Mary.
1: I think the hyenas are funnier than. Uh, yeah, I like them. I the know
0: box. that there are, you know, people don't always like the. I I like them. I think don't always like the what? Well, I you know I don't know. No don't, what? What were you gonna say? They don't like. I think I've uh, you know I don't even. No, I don't have I don't have that thought. I don't want to ramble on something I have wrong, so I'm okay. not gonna do it. But um, well, that was awkward. It was awkward. No, I I, I thought like. You're gonna say
1: that maybe one of the hyenas seems like it might be a little special, and is that not okay now?
0: Oh, I think yeah, I think that it's. Um, there's been probably some conversation of just, like, it's Whoopi Goldberg, it's Cheech Marin, and it's a silent guy who's got an eye that's... Ed is off ed. or something, mm-hmm. and they... I think I've read some things about, oh, well, culturally, blah, 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 that's really insensitive in all three counts. And I'd be like, the voice of Cheech Marin is inherently insensitive, and I would say that that's a problematic argument to make. Because <laughs> why would... why That's his voice. That's what he sounds like. I don't know. He's not, like, being overtly, like, Cheech and Chong, or overtly hispanic so i don't know what that oh, argument you can be would be too
1: hispanic tyler
0: well, I, you know what i mean like i think that this that's... movie's
1: for is set in africa
0: <laughs> right and with a largely white cast we'll still bring that up but um
1: whoopi goldberg and james Earl
0: jones right but <laughs> that is what it is what do you think about matthew broderick as adult simba
1: well here's the thing yeah i don't really like him
0: <laughs> i would say to me, it is the only real, like, not great vocal performance in the movie. I find it to be very average and very much just like, that's Matthew Broderick!
1: You know what <laughs> I think it's time for? Oh. I think it's time for tea time with Tyler. Oh, okay. And you know what? I We haven't had tea time with Tyler. We haven't. Time Sometimes
0: you've had, uh, we've had I, the segment without tea.
1: Tr- that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. I've been on a coffee kick, but yeah. today... You have tea. Oh, ow, I got just a stabbing pain in my rib. Hold on a second. Oh, Oh, that hurts. That's oh! Not good. Oh! Wow! This, this is what happens when old millennials get old. This is
0: makes for good TV, right? Random
1: here. painful. This is shit. good TV. Why is it hurting so bad? I don't
0: know. What are you talking about? Oh
1: my God! Okay, tea time with Tyler is where I pour my tea, my hot water back into my tea mug to get a refill. Okay. And I ask you something random that pops into my head. Okay. Are you ready? Seems like it's going to be about Matthew Broderick. <laughs> On your mark. Get set. Name some good Matthew Broderick films.
0: Uh, films. We're going to have a future episode on The Cable Guy. I like The Cable Guy. He's in that movie. Ferris Bueller's Day Off's a good uh, movie. Not
1: including Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's
0: what I thought. <laughs> I mean, I could say a couple other things, but I feel like the comedic... You could say bit. Lion King. Oh, I'll say The Lion King is good. I, I just don't love his performance in it. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Drawn a blank. I know people loved him on the in the Broadway show the producers but the movie he's that he stars in with Nathan Lane is wretched it's dog shit it's a terrible just, movie you know
1: why because he can't act you know the best thing <laughs> he's been in recently what was that was about five years ago in a Honda CRV commercial of which it was basically riffing on oh Ferris Bueller's Day Off
0: he's really good in Election with Reese Witherspoon hey
1: tea time is over Tyler oh,
0: he's really good in Election with Reese Witherspoon I like that was movie and I like playing, his performance in it was he
1: just playing himself no I think was it's a playing, good performance
0: I like that. That's a good movie.
1: Um, but what I will say is, he doesn't come off like an asshole. No, wait, actually, he kind of does well, a little bit. I take that back.
0: I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole. Why? I'm not gonna go down what that is rabbit hole. I'm just not gonna do Let's it. Let's hear it. Nope. Not gonna do it. Nope. I'm
1: fishing you back. In. Why don't you
0: Google, Google Matthew? Broderick. I can't.
1: Disney shut down my internet.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna do it then.
1: Why don't I Google what?
0: I'm not gonna do it. We're just Matthew not gonna do Broderick
1: it. Broderick is nope. an asshole. Is no, not an I'm asshole.
0: Nope. 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 Helps people. Nope. Nope. Controversy. It. Nope
1: controversy nope don't do it oh oh the internet might be back uh he crossed into the wrong lane and collided head-on with a volvo driven by anna gallagher 30 accompanied by her mother killing both of them instantly in 1987 she's a fucking killer and we oh hired God. him is a fucking was an accident
0: it was an accident was he drinking? No, it was an accident.
1: How do you cross into the wrong lane accidentally? Like, that's not an accident. That's a crash.
0: That's an accident.
1: Accident is something that you don't, it, like, through no control. I didn't bring this up. of your own.
0: I didn't want you to go down this rabbit hole on the <laughs> you, Lion King episode. No, it's called up.
1: manslaughter.
0: It's ma well.
1: <laughs> this is bullshit.
0: <laughs> it was a car accident.
1: yeah. I want more of the details. It's a
0: car accident. We don't need to do this right now. We're talking about the Lion King. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. He killed two people. Oh,
0: my God. Okay. What was he even He's also doing? married to Sarah Jessica Parker. You got anything for that?
1: Sarah Jessica Parker is a gem.
0: <laughs> okay. And I will not say like anything
1: negative about her. You like
0: Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay.
1: I think she's sassy and smart and great in a little movie called Mars Attacks, which is episode... <laughs> Four through nine, one of those ones? And
0: what about Matthew Broderick in our most recent our recent episode of Godzilla? Didn't you think he was fantastic in that?
1: Oh, excuse me. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth.
0: I would, too. He's not good in that. Um, yeah, I don't like his performance. I think he just sounds Is that like Matthew Broderick. what you Matthew were talking
1: Broderick. about, though? Yeah. <laughs> you. Just, like, knowing shit that I don't know.
0: Um,
1: so he's fine. Who would you have cast as... Simba
0: No, not a star Just someone else This was, I mean This is when we start You know, once Robin Williams Was cast as the genie This kind of opened The floodgates a little bit In terms of like Bringing in big names we lost
1: Like Talented voice Or they got pushed
0: to TV You know, and that still Happens to this day yeah you know i don't know i just it, it to me it just he sticks out more than other you know voices in the movie you know what i mean jeremy irons yeah i know who jeremy irons is and i knew who he was then but it's still like that scar like it doesn't detract from the performance yeah. james Earl jones same thing you know who james Earl jones is but it makes sense matthew is like well here's matthew broderick don't love it uh yeah what else about this ranking? i think it's perfect we didn't talk so yeah my favorite scene in the movie is, of course, when Rafiki, the monkey, uh, catches the dust and realizes that Simba is alive. Mm-hmm. That moment in the tree where he puts the powder back on his mural is incredible, mm-hmm. tear-inducing to me, still to this day. He goes and re- meets with him, and they have a very, I think, very funny scene.
1: That is funnier than any of the Pomona. I agree. stuff.
0: I think it's funnier than that, too. I think it's uh, a comedic standout, because it, it bleeds into kind of like where this movie's headed and what he, what he needs to learn and what who, who he needs to be, who Simba needs to be. And then we get that moment where he's like, oh, I know where your father is. Come with me, come with me. And he looks in the mirror, and it's such a... It's the way it's performed, because, it, like, in and of itself, it could seem cheesy, right? Like, oh, look, he lives in you. There's a reflection of you, right? But because it's, like, lions and there's no mirrors and it's, like, you have to look in the water... Well,
1: and then Simba's like, well, this is bullshit. Yeah. That's not him.
0: I it just... Works yeah it works so well and then he he comes out in the clouds and it's just amazing it is just like pinnacle of animation i just i love it i love it so much it makes me think about being a kid it makes me thinking about loving movies as a kid i love watching it i love rafiki as a character he's very fun it's robert google who's i think i said his name right he was great on sports night he was like the boss on sports night remember that show Yes. Before Aaron Sorkin made really The West Wing, mm-hmm. yep, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, great as the voice there, and I just love it, and that's pretty much why I love king, Besides all the other things, Lioning because it's perfect.
1: Do you like how Simba grows up to bang his sister?
0: Okay, so no, hold on. We're not; they're not sisters. I don't understand this lion. Uh, there's okay. only like th- two men around. It seems like I would hope that there's some other male <laughs> lions that we just didn't see.
1: I mean, okay, so I did spend the majority of the time while we were watching this with our kids researching this. Mm -hmm. There was some show that came out, like, whatever, and they explained it that some other dad is Nala, is that her name?
0: Nala has another dad, not Scar, not Mufasa.
1: Originally, um, when the script was written, it was written that...
0: What, like The Lion King 2? Simba's Pride? No, or it was like,
1: like some knockoff Disney show. The
0: Lion Guard? That yes. show that came on later? Yeah, so they the went Lion Guard. The Lion Guard's really recent, so they someone at Disney felt like, we need to explain this in this yep. Lion Guard show. So,
1: originally it was going to be Mufasa was kind of her dad. They scratched that, they didn't fill it in, and then they're like, eh, no one's going to notice. No one's going to question. But how lions work. Okay. um Which kind of probably explains how Scar got his scar. Okay. Right. Is the new young lion every two or three years will come into uh, whatever they're called a, a pride group of lions a pride. Yep. Yeah, you go pride rock. You got it. Come on. <laughs> come on. And uh, they'll fight, and then the winner gets to uh, impregnate all the females. Mm-hmm. Usually, they uh, the loser leaves mm-hmm. and abandons, has to like, go away, and then also fun fact: the winner usually kills all the lion cubs that are currently there because ain't no gonna have no babies that is not their baby so they kill all the lion cubs and then they re-impregnate all the lionesses and then they're all that lion's cubs so there was a lot of speculation of well maybe this nala, is some other
0: line that maybe took off. nala
1: is scars yeah and because they didn't kill him they let her stay alive etc etc
0: Nah, i think Basically, it was just some other
1: i don't disagree with the writers of like let's just not explain it it's fine
0: yeah, who cares? They said who they're cares? betrothed. It clearly is not a sister situation at the in the movie, because they say you are like Zazu the bird says you are. You two are betrothed, so it's very like no, they're not treated like brother and sister at any point. So therefore, it's fine. Like we don't need to dwell on this. Yeah, who it's cares? Fine. The real, that real shit about Lanzo. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. Jesus. They'll kill all the baby lions. Vicious motherfuckers.
1: And also, they don't really do shit once they're in charge, lions.
0: Oh, yeah, they're lazy as hell. Yeah. That's why you see them at the zoo, just sleeping around all the time. it's insane. (laughs) That's like all they're, you know, in, in captivity.
1: we're an hour in. Okay. Let's hear your take on the new Lion King. But you have to, like, keep it limited to just a few minutes
0: here. Yeah, so I was not... This was a big deal when this thing, the first trailer for The Lion King came out.
1: Because all these old millennials are like, "Oh, we love
0: The Lion King! And that's great, and I I share that sentiment, right? But what I don't share is this attitude toward, like, We love it, therefore, I can't wait to see someone remake it? I love the version that we have, I don't need this. No, just
1: re-release it in theaters.
0: My attitude has always been about these. Now, that being said, I've seen... I think all of these remakes now, starting with Cinderella, Cinderella is fine. It's not near as good as the animated movie. I've seen Beauty and the Beast, which I actively didn't like compared to the animated movie, even though it, like, tries to solve some of that movie's, uh, feminism problems or whatever, but I don't care. Aladdin, this, this year, I thought was pretty much a disaster. Some people seem to like it. Whatever. Um, I liked the Alice in Wonder movies are not good. Uh, I saw Dumbo recently uh rented that finally that came out this year Disney put out three of these things this year Dumbo Aladdin and the Lion King Dumbo didn't make nearly as much money as the other ones probably because it's not as beloved by old millennials right Dumbo is not good either but it is like a two-hour movie that's extrapolating on the one hour and 12 minute Dumbo from and and in which a movie they already had to kind of basically remove the pink uh, elephant scene and which they still had I actually kind of liked how they handled that they did still have it a little bit, and but crows. then the crows, you know they had to get rid of that, and they had to make large to tell a story from human perspective, right? So it's different inherently. And at least I liked that they were attempting to do something a little bit different. Tim Burton occasionally still lets his, you know, there's still some flair about how he makes his movies. And Colin Farrell and Michael Keaton, like, all that is different, at least. So I'm just like, well, this isn't a disaster. Like, it's something you could watch and be like, okay, like, they did but a decent not job. But it's
1: going to become a classic. No,
0: no one will care about that movie in a couple of years. Now, The Lion King is the one that everybody seemed to be excited about. And I just don't, I, I don't get it. I, right away from the trailers, it seemed like the lions looked incredible. Like, they looked like real lions. They're not. They're all CGI. Everything in the movie is CGI. It's another form of animation, right? And I just... To me, right from the beginning, I never saw the need of, why do I want, like, unemotive lions telling the same story, when what I loved about it was how the characters kind of, like, bounced off each other and shared their emotions. So why would I want this? But, you know, being a diligent uh, goer as I am, I went to see it, but I was skeptical. And, I mean... It's just, it is basically the same movie with a couple different ex, extended scenes. Uh, Beyonce, they threw an extra Beyonce song in there because Beyonce voices adult Nala. Uh, she doesn't actually sing it or anything. Like the movie's character doesn't sing it, but it's in there. Uh, yeah, everything. Every all the lions look photorealistic, but they and they talk, so their mouths move, but their faces are almost completely vacant the entire movie. They don't, they're trying to maintain the, the specter of uh, realism, right? They're supposed to look at real lions talking, talking. but they're still talking, but they're not emoting. Like Scar has a scar, but other than that, like they're they like these lions fight later. And I had a hard time like keeping track who was who. (laughs) And I saw this in fucking IMAX. Okay. I had a big enough screen to be able to tell which one was which. And I was still just like, oh yeah, who got the blow in there? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Doesn't matter. That scene that we talked about with Mufasa and Scar in the valley, mm-hmm. uh, with the wildebeest, is, uh, it, it, it's just vacant of emotion. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just strips all that away. When Simba lays next to it, Mufasa, it's stripped of emotion. It just feels so empty. The musical numbers, like, other than, like, the first, The Circle of Life, which kind of, you know, just recreates that whole thing. And that was the one that works because it's a song over the. You know, with the action, there's no one seeing it, right? But, like, Just Can't Wait to be King is staged in such a pathetic, uh, real quote-unquote realistic way that it's just lifeless and horrible. I mean, it's oh. just not good. Hakuna Matata is fine. Pumbaa and Timon, of, of all, because it's Seth Roken and, as Pumba and Timon as Billy Eichner, their voices are so, like, distinct and big – that their characters kind of shine through mm-hmm. despite their mouths not moving so like billy agner is funny in the movie i think seth rogan actually has some good moments too like that actually is the thing that carries over better it's still not as good because they don't emote visually but at least like their characters feel like they're popping over this like photorealistic world weird and of course my favorite song be prepared they've like changed and shortened Of course. And it's not as good. And it's
1: who voices Scar?
0: It's Chuatel Edgefor, who I really like, and I do like what he was going for. Like he's kind of was like I appreciate him trying to do like this more understated like uh miffed. He's not as theatrical. But the problem is is that the movie the animation gives that character nothing. So it's just him underplaying with a character that doesn't emote and it doesn't connect like his vocal performance, I think is actually strong because that you can, he's a good enough actor. You can kind of tell what he's trying to do, but it doesn't come through and nearly as well as it should, because it doesn't get supported the way it needs to in the animation. I just did not like it at all. Like, I think I liked it. I think it's technically like, you know, a Marvel, I guess to look at, but I don't want to look at it. It may every, any in, and in every scene, even the things that are supposed to, like, recreate or make it look better don't look as vibrant and colorful and as beautiful as the animation in 1994. Sorry. It just doesn't. Nothing looks better. I would say there's no improvement in this movie at any point.
1: Because Roger Ebert was right.
0: That the songs aren't very good? No. Oh. That you couldn't, you couldn't recreate it with computers. And that's basically what they've... Yes, mm. and I know people worked on this, and they worked to great detail to make it look real... And to make it look like it actually existed, the
1: human touch.
0: But it's just like, yeah, it's this. I don't know if it's the same as like that uncanny valley of CGI, not quite meshing with the real world because there's nothing in this that's the real world. Okay, question. Yeah.
1: Do the animals in Homeward Bound? Do you think remembering emote more than these animated, real life animals?
0: Yeah, I do remember them more because they were real.
1: I know, but do they emote?
0: They don't emote, but they, uh, they're they real animals.
1: Let's watch Homeward Bound next.
0: Uh, we've, Yeah, we've flirted with that.
1: Yeah, you keep resisting. I don't understand why. I don't think
0: we have it. <gasps>
1: <laughs> what?
0: I don't think we have it. We have uh... your other one, Milo and Otis, that infamous Ooh. film.
1: We will be watching that
0: eventually. Yeah, we will get to these movies. Yes. But, uh
1: So, would you recommend Lion King, the new one?
0: No, and I don't get it. This is this is what I'm saying. If you have feel nostalgic for the Lion King, watch the old Lion King. Mm-hmm. If you want to, oh, you want to bring your give your kids the same experience of watching the Lion King. Show them the Lion King at home. If you want to give them a new experience to some other new movie, great. Let them choose their own things they like.
1: Yeah, let them have their own class.
0: Show them the other one at home, but don't like no. Don't yeah. support this. Yeah. And it's gonna. It's made a billion dollars, and obviously it, it Disney's. It's it's a cash grab. I'm sorry, but as much as I will defend Disney on a lot of a lot of things, and and how in, intrinsically tied they are to my own childhood, like this is a cash grab, and it. it I think it's soulless, and I kind of hated it.
1: Okay, well, on that note...
0: <laughs> but I love 1994, Lion King. Thanks, Disney.
1: Thank you, Disney, for also blocking my internet earlier. <laughs> I couldn't find
0: out Kimba. You want to look up it now? It probably won't work. <laughs>
1: uh, I was able to pull up another website, but... Uh, okay, I'm going to look it up. Kimba. I'm just going to look up Kimba. Okay. It's spinning. It's just... Nothing's happening.
0: Wow. That's wow. That's fucking crazy. They know what we're doing. Well, read up on it. Uh, Read up
1: on it. <laughs> okay. So that wraps up our uh, show today. We talked about movies we've been watching. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Highly recommend if it's still in theaters. Or what? Like we it. highly
0: recommend it now? You
1: loved that movie.
0: I, what? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. I said I had a mixed reaction and you didn't like it. Now we're highly recommending it. Did you forget? I feel you like it's a
1: movie you want to see.
0: You should see it, but I don't like... It. It's not going to be in my top ten unless I see it again, and it changes quite okay. a bit. In I, my movie. I
1: retract the earlier statement where I said...
0: We mildly recommend, recommend
1: it. it. I mean, if you're a Tarantino fan, go see it.
0: But you are... You don't like... You're saying those people are... You told me that they're white. What were they?
1: <laughs> a bunch of white dipshit males. I don't know what I said.
0: Can't wait to get some uh, nice nice emails, some real hateful eight hate emails uh, this week. Oh, Yeah.
1: Um. So we m- lukewarm I- recommend that. <laughs> okay. If it's out on DVD, might as well watch it, though. Yeah. Brad Pitt, Leonardo They're De- great in yeah, it. There are some really good scenes in that movie. I really yeah. enjoyed parts of that movie. Uh-huh. Okay? And then, obviously, go back and watch The Lion King. 1994, 1994. version. And go Read ahead up on and take a big, giant shit on the new Lion King. Read up on Kimba, and uh, have a great time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, Um. and we will talk at you another movie.
0: drinking some coffee